Welcome to Zen for Everyday Life with Matt Valentine. Insight, inspiration, and wisdom for living a more mindful, peaceful, and joy-filled life. Episode number 18. Welcome to a new episode of Zen for Everyday Life. I am Matt Valentine, and today we are going to talk about how to make friends with yourself. And this is really all about walking the journey to yourself, which is is what I like to call it a lot of times, with mindfulness. It's the journey that, that the practice of mindfulness takes us on. Now, this is a topic which people often resonate with quite a bit. And it's also one of my favorite topics of all as well. And I think that the reason for all of that is, I think intuitively people sort of understand that our relationship, the relationship we have with ourself is such a significant aspect of our overall mental well-being. The relationship that we have with ourself whether or not we are our friend or our own best friend in the best case scenario, or if we are our enemy or our own worst enemy, which is in a lot of cases, unfortunately, that that is the case for so many of us is that we are our worst enemy. And so this is a topic that a lot of people find very beneficial And it's something that I've talked about sort of in pieces here and there on the blog, but I've never really highlighted it. And so I'm excited to finally get the chance to really just highlight it and give it its own sort of spotlight, if you will. This is the last two weeks, essentially, leading up to last two and a half weeks or so at this point, leading up to the official launch of my new book, my upcoming book, This Moment, How to Live Fully and Freely in the Present Moment. And how to make friends with yourself is really a big aspect of the book because the book isn't just about how to live mindfully, how to live present to ourselves in each moment, how to live fully awake in each moment, and really to live live our best life in, in a general sense of just setting things up. It also, it also identifies the fact that there are a lot of challenges that we're going to have to face along the way. And life is filled with challenges, whether or not we learn how to more skillfully handle them or not. Challenge is always going to be an aspect of our life. Adversity is always going to be an aspect of our life. But the pain and, and suffering that we feel as a result of those challenges, well, that's optional. Though that's something that we can learn to, the, these challenges and this adversity is something we can learn to more skillfully handle. And if we can learn to more skillfully handle, more skillfully manage these challenges, then we can alleviate and, and, and in a lot of cases eliminate this pain and the suffering that we feel as a result of these challenges. And that's what this is about. Making friends with yourself. And the reason why making friends with yourself is about that is because so often we're our own worst enemy. The way that most of us live our lives, we are absolutely our greatest enemy. Or at at very best, 
We're just not a very good friend to ourselves. Now, the implications for this are very large. It is, the result of this oftentimes is that we hold ourselves back from every opportunity. We bring ourselves down after every, after every failure, after every hiccup, after every trip up in our life. We bring ourselves down even further and beat ourselves up. A big aspect of making friends with yourself or the quality of the relationship that you have with yourself is what your internal dialogue looks like. And that's a big part of what we're going to talk about today. So, but before I get into the main talk today, to get information for my upcoming book, This Moment, you can go to thismomentbook.com and you can you can sign up to get updates as they're available. We're getting really close to release. I've now just as of today begun work on, working on with the, the book launch team, which is a group of really awesome people who are a member of the community on budaimonia.com and, and the Zen for Everyday Life podcast who have uh, signed up to help get the, the word out for the book to, to a wider audience. So I'm happy to have this team. I wanted to just thank them uh, publicly on the podcast really quick, especially for any of them that are listening. And let's get to today's episode. Now, today, again, we're going to talk about how to make friends with yourself. Most oftentimes, I call this walking the journey to yourself. And the reason why I call it that is... Most of the time, we are not our own friend or our own best friend in the best case scenario. We are our own enemy or our own worst enemy, as I mentioned. And so how do you go from being an enemy or at least, you know, in a best case scenario, being neutral or not a very good friend? Well, how do you go from there to being your own best friend? Well, you have to get to know the person. You have to learn about them. You have to meet them. So it's very much this journey that we walk to better getting to know ourselves. And that's the journey to yourself. You're getting to know yourself more intimately. And that's really what it's all about. So you're walking this journey to yourself. And it's, imagine that you're walking through this forest. And this is the way that I described it uh, in my course journey to the present moment. I imagine, I always imagine this forest and this forest is that journey that you take through yourself. So mindfulness in this journey is absolutely your guide. Mindfulness is, you could imagine yourself holding a torch, holding an old wooden torch, or you can imagine yourself with uh, one of those headlamps on. I like to imagine a sort of old wooden torch, but you can imagine any sort of light that you would carry with you throughout this forest, this dark forest. There's beautiful, expansive, amazing areas to this forest, but there's also a lot of dark and dreary and crowded areas to this forest, which would really be impossible to navigate without this light of mindfulness. And so it's mindfulness which allows us to navigate these deep and dark reaches of ourself. It's, it's what allows us to navigate it more correctly with clarity. So you could walk through this forest. You can walk through the dark, but you're not going to do it very successfully. You're going to trip over things. You're going to run into other things. And in order to actually stay on path, well, that'll be nearly impossible. But 
with this light of mindfulness, you have this great clarity. You can see this forest just as you were able to see the forest, that beautiful section of the forest that's, that has light shining throughout it. You can see this dark forest. You can walk throughout it. You can see it clearly. You can note everything within the forest. You can identify it. And so this light of mindfulness is with regards to our practice, with regards to getting to know ourselves. It works the same way. Our mindfulness practice, using mindfulness on a day-to-day basis as a sitting meditation practice, as something that we, just in a general sense, just make an effort to, to do more often, that is to be mindful more often. The general effort of going from being mindless the vast majority of our life to just at least making our best effort to, even if we don't get there, at least making our best effort to switching our habitual set point. You know, that point that we're on most often. I sort of imagine sometimes that there's this set point, right? And so zero is mindlessness and 100% is full, complete mindfulness, living 100% in mindfulness. And Of course, as I've talked about before, that's an incredibly difficult effort, but one which isn't necessary in order to transform your life with the practice of mindfulness. All you need to do is really move that ticker up a couple of percentage points, and it'll change your life completely. And so I imagine that we all sit somewhere on this this scale, and all of us are usually sort of on on the bottom bottom level, uh, unless we've worked for a number of years really hard. I'm bringing this practice into our life. And so when we are working at this, we're at some point on the scale. And as we practice more and more, we, we adopt a sitting practice for a couple of minutes, and then we, we lengthen that practice. And then we start trying to live a little bit more mindfully here and there. Maybe we pick one major activity for a couple of weeks. And as we live our life over the course of a couple of months, we just try to live a little bit more mindfully here and there, various different, various different little ways just gradually bringing the practice of mindfulness into our life, just gradually living a little bit more mindfully, uh, waking up, waking up a little bit more in a, in a general sense, we start to tick ourselves up on that scale. And you bring yourself, you, you bring your set point up higher and higher. And the general idea is you're just, you're more and more and more likely to be mindful. You're tipping that habitual set point over. And that's what I sort of imagine the general practice of mindfulness as being like. And so when we're talking about walking this journey to yourself, that's always where it starts. It always starts with the adoption of the practice. It always starts with that realization that, you know, I'm not living my life to the fullest and that I'm not living my life really fully awake to each moment. I'm not even fully completely aware of what's going on in each moment. I'm missing things to to live with greater awareness, just in a general sense, not even mindfulness, just just a sort of base awareness. Already that changes things so much. But to practice mindfulness in a complete sense, that's taking things to a whole different level. And so this journey to yourself always starts with adopting the practice of mindfulness and working diligently to bring that practice throughout your life and moving the habitual set point up. Now, The next point on the path is when we have been practicing for some time, 
And this could have really just been a matter of a couple of months, really. This isn't some extraordinarily extraordinarily long amount of time, but imagine at least a couple of months you have been practicing. You have a lot going on in your life, so obviously there's so much else that you're doing, but you're still making your best effort in each day. Maybe you feel like you fail for a number of days in a row. There's been times where I felt like I just I failed for a whole week. I remember in the first two years or so of my practice, there was a lot of times where I just felt like I just failed horribly for this day after that day after that day after that day. And some days were okay. A lot of them were horrible. And every day I just, I just made, I just had that intention. It's about living intentionally. And I just made that intention to live more mindfully. And some days I failed, some days I did good. But I was always moving forward because I always had that intention. That was always my effort. And so a couple of months go by and you begin to, you see, your, your skill begins to improve. You begin to refine your skill. Your uh, concentration is an integral aspect of all meditation forms. Meditation itself is essentially the practice of concentrating on a specific point in order to cultivate some sort of quality. That's really what meditation is concentrating on a point in order to cultivate a specific quality. For the most part, that's what meditation is. And so your concentration begins to improve. You begin to be able to concentrate for longer periods of time on your breath while becoming distracted less often. That's still a natural part of your practice. It's still a part of the practice for me. There's nothing wrong with that. But the point is you, you improve. You're distracted less often. You're concentrated for longer periods of time. You notice that there's there's a difference. There's an improvement in your in your ability and your skill level. And what happens when that when that occurs is you you gain this certain level of clarity. It might not be a lot of clarity right now, but or at this point, but you begin to notice not just notice. Okay, something interrupted me. You get to a point eventually where you notice that okay, a thought interrupted me a feeling interrupted me. I felt this emotion or this sensation interrupted me. And not just a thought or a feeling or sensation or, or sometimes noticing exactly what the thought is and sometimes not. The next level is actually noticing exactly this specific thought just in this specific thought just arose. And I, I apologize. I sort of said to interrupted. That's a word that I sort of naturally use, I find myself just sort of mindlessly, I guess, automatically using. And that is technically what's happening. But I want to make sure to be very, very careful and and point out that you shouldn't be looking at these things as interruptions. They're simply things which are arising. See, when they're described as interruptions, we tend to label them as bad things. Like I'm supposed to be focusing on my breath and these things are getting in the way. But that's really not what our meditation, our mindfulness practice is. These things which arise while we are concentrating on our breath, on our steps, or on chewing the food that we're eating, or whatever the practice is, this is just as much a part of our practice in acknowledging these things. And allowing ourselves to simply shift back to our point of concentration is just as much a part of the practice as focusing or concentrating on our on our point of of focus, like as such as again, our breath, our steps, or the food that we're chewing. So these things which arise, you have begun to identify them with much greater clarity. 
there's a very good chance that you can identify what specific thought has arisen in that moment. When a feeling arises, when you feel an emotion, if it's anger, you actually identify this anger. Anger has arisen, and you can identify that this thought arose along with this anger. And so you can now clearly identify what is occurring in your mind. No longer are things just arising. No longer is your focus on your breath uh, you being interrupted in that case. It would be proper to, to refer to it as it being interrupted. Something happens and you feel like, I don't know exactly what happened, but I know I'm no longer focusing on my breath. I know something pulled me away, some sort of thought, feeling, or sensation, but I don't know exactly what happened. No, now you can clearly identify what thought, feeling, or sensation occurred. Now, what happens when, when this occurs is we continue to gain clarity. We continue to gain more and more clarity. We identify thoughts, feelings, and sensations. We see how thoughts, feelings, and various sensations arise together. A sensation, a feeling of, of heat in your head, on your body, can come alongside a feeling of anger. And that feeling of anger can give rise to a thought of a fight that happened with your you know, with your parents or your mother or your father or father or your spouse or your children whatever it might be with your coworkers with your boss with this fight that you had and so you see how one leads to another which we which leads to another and to a further extent you begin to notice yourself observing these things so you begin to notice i'm thinking about the fact that i'm thinking about this, about this thing, or I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that I just felt this. So there's these various different layers of clarity that we can gain. And when we gain this level of clarity, what comes with this is the ability to begin to notice the inner dialogue. Now, this is the point where we're no longer just in a sort of subtle way making friends with ourselves. We're getting to know the various thoughts and feelings and sensations that arise in us on a regular basis. I'm typically scared of this. I'm typically afraid of this. I think about this quite often. I really think about this too often. I'm, I'm actually, I see, I, I notice now that I worry about this a lot. I fear this. And that's part of getting to know ourselves quite a bit. But there's that deeper level now or we notice the internal dialogue. And unfortunately, it's essentially always this, this negative, this defeating dialogue that it's just a collection of phrases and things that we say to ourselves on a regular basis that bring us down. There are things such as, you're not good enough, or there you go, you did it again. Or you'll never do that. You're just, you're not good enough. You'll never be able to do that. Or something that you think about somebody else. You're blaming someone else for the fact that you lost an opportunity in your life. And you're constantly just beating yourself up over it. There's so many different shades of this. But this inner dialogue is all this, it's all the same general idea. It's this dialogue and I always imagine an old, I always imagine an old record 
on an old record player. Just It's just playing on repeat. It's just playing over and over and over and over again. And that's exactly what this inner dialogue does. So when we gain this great level of clarity, we begin to notice these things that come up not just once or twice, but we begin to notice these things that come up on a reoccurring basis. We begin to notice that this fear of this particular thing arises you know, every day or every couple of days or every week. It's coming up on a regular basis to the point where we see clearly, wow, this is a part of my internal dialogue. This isn't just some thought that just came up or every once in a while I think this or I thought this because this thing just happened the other day. No, no matter what, this is something that is a part of the inner dialogue that is running through my, my mind, through my brain on a daily, on a moment-to-moment basis. And now, the great thing about the fact that you're traversing this, this path, that you're traveling, that you're walking this journey to yourself with mindfulness, is that the light that you shine on these, these thoughts and feelings and things that, that arise is a lot of times this light, this, this clarity that you bring to your mind, to this internal dialogue, is often enough to already begin the process of healing. Remember, in the practice of mindfulness, we are fully accepting, we're being non-judgmental. We're fully accepting whatever arises. We're not thinking anything one way or the other. We're not thinking something positive of it either. It's not negative or positive. We simply accept it for exactly what it is. We do our best. Of course, that's sometimes that's easier said than done, but we do our best to just accept it as it is and we observe it as it is and simply being present for it. Almost imagine yourself walking through these corridors and you're checking these various different rooms, the rooms of your mind, and you you can imagine the same forest sort of ch- you're 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 coming upon these various different little little sections of the forest that are closed off and in one section of the forest you meet your anger you meet your anger towards your children for taking away the opportunity that you had to do something in your life for instance and again there's so many different ways that this can, can arise but This anger is something specific. It's not just anger. This anger is something very specific. It's tied to something that happened in your life. And this dialogue is about specific things that happened in your life that developed into these emotions and these feelings. And it's all one package. And so you've met one of these these things, one of these sort of specters in your mind. And you're in this section of the forest that's closed off and you're holding your torch. And there's two chairs. And... They are sitting down in the chair. And you walk and you, and you sit down on the, the other empty chair that's facing this, this thing, this collection, this, this anger that you feel inside of you. These thoughts and these ideas. It's this, this total collection, this part of your dialogue. And you sit, and because of this light that you have, you have the ability to sit down and look at it straight in the eye. And you can just be with it there for that moment. And the more you look at it, the more that you see that it isn't this figure with, that has this harmful intention for you. You begin to, as you stare into its eyes, you can almost see past its eyes. And you can almost see the events 
behind its eyes, which led to this sort of figure being developed in your mind. And you see the sort of timeline that's developed this anger within you. You see this happen. And time went by and this this and this anger developed. And then this happened, which developed it even further. And you see that this thing that's grown within you, it's just been a matter of just natural occurrences. This isn't something that's trying to harm you on purpose. This has just been the natural way of things. It's just developed on its own. And it actually has a very wholesome beginning. The beginning of it was this event that happened and the way in which you the way in which you identified it. You identified it as something specific. You didn't see it with clarity. You didn't see it as just this natural event that occurred. This happened between this person, for instance, and they were afraid of this thing, and so they did this thing in order to save themselves and not uh, not hurt themselves any further, but as a result, they hurt me in doing it. But they had this conditioning that just said, save yourself. They did that. They hurt you. But now you have this clarity. You're seeing straight through the eyes of this anger that's developed in you. And you see how this thing has arisen. You see the origins of it. And by simply being able to observe this clearly with your mindfulness, just to be with it, it slowly begins to unravel. So you imagine this thing almost being this, you know, it's, it's made out of almost branches or, or sort of vines from the forest. And these vines just begin to unravel one after the other. And this may be something that will take some time to work through. But you begin to see that it, it can be unraveled. It's this thing which you can, you can change the nature of it. It's no longer this, this enemy. It, it changes in its, in its overall structure. It changes to being this, almost this friend that you can walk with. It's a part of you. It's something that you have to accept. Something happened in your life and this develops within you and now it's a part of you and you have to you have to work through it gradually. And again, like I said, it might be something that will really take time to work through. But now it gets up off the chair and it stands next to you. And now it walks with you. And now as you continue to walk this journey to yourself, it walks with you and you have it with you at all times. And it doesn't necessarily go away now, if ever, depending on what it is. But it's always right there as a friend. You've made friends with it. Even if it's not this perfectly positive thing, you've made friends with it. You've made friends with your anger or with your fear. And so you've completely changed your relationship with it. And when you completely change your relationship with something, you the biggest thing that happens is you completely change the the way that you react to it. The next time you feel this anger, for instance, if we're if we're coming out of this this imaginary journey to to ourselves and we're we're imagining our day to day lives and we we experience this anger again, it begins to arise. Well, it's there with us. We know it's there with us. Our mindfulness tells us that it is because we can see it there, and so we identify it as it's arising. 
It doesn't take over us and dominate over us and make us do things that we regret afterwards. No, we can see it. We observe it arising as it is arising. And so we have the ability to stop and say, hold on, you're getting a little worked up. Stop and be mindful. Breathe with me. And you can take that anger down. You can cool the anger. You can bring it under control. And you can be with it and completely change your relationship with that part of your internal dialogue in that moment and completely change the situation. And imagine if you gain the ability to do that with something that's just really just ravaged certain parts of your life. If you have this sort of anger or this fear that, or this jealousy or this resentment that just really gets at you on its own. Every on a, on a regular basis, and you gain this ability to to be with it, to comfort it, to just be present for it, and create that great amount of healing. Even not just afterwards, but actually as it's arising, you can learn to more skillfully handle this, more skillfully manage this. And so, that's what mindfulness allows us to do. Oftentimes, just simply being present for it and just sitting and just when we feel that it arises. We feel that it's come up, or maybe sometimes you know we don't we don't notice that as it's coming up, and we do something we regret. Well, we take a seat afterwards, and we say, "I see you here. I notice you. I feel you," and we just take a few moments to just acknowledge it and recognize it, and become more more skillful in recognizing it. So the next time we have a greater ability to handle it, and each time we make little improvements, that's what mindfulness allows us to do with this internal dialogue. And so we. We meet many. We meet many different, many different things such as this, and there's so many different ways that this can manifest. There could be, or sort of, jealousy that we hold towards our brother or our sister who is very successful, and we have had a lot of rough patches in our life, and we feel like we're at a point in our life where we just we can't do anything anymore about it, and we see them uh, apparently which is most often not the case, but we see them seemingly so happy, or at least with all those things that we wanted. And we get, we, we grow this sort of resentment and jealousy towards them. And that's just another, another example. There's so many different examples of this. So we meet these different figures in our mind, these different parts of our internal dialogue. And as we befriend each one of them, as we begin to learn more and more about ourselves along this journey that we're walking, they all begin to walk with us. And we can learn to be with them, to be present for them. And we begin to slowly but surely unravel these vines and unravel these different conditions and things that have built up within us over this long period of time. And so there, along with this journey that I've taken you through this through this talk, I wanted to give a few key pointers with regards to how to more skillfully walk this journey. Making friends with yourself is not always easy. A lot of times it can be very difficult because, of course, we're not making friends with ourselves like we are bouncing back and forth our our likes and our interests. It's not that sort of making friends with yourself. It's 
it's you know like when you make friends with someone when you started off by fighting i don't know if you if you've ever done this before uh my brother growing up his best friend and someone that became eventually ended up becoming one of my, one of my best friends uh it started off that he found this jacket uh in the lost and found and it was they give away i think they gave away things lost and found if nobody picked it up after a long period of time and so he took it from lost and found nobody had claimed it and he was walking around with it and and the guy whose jacket it was lost the jacket he saw him and uh he threatened to beat him up because he took his jacket (laughs) and and long story short they ended up becoming best friends it's kind of like that it's (laughs) so it's not a Again, you're not bouncing interests back and forth. It's not a very light conversation. Oftentimes, this journey is very difficult. And it can, at times, it can take a lot out of you. Because the beauty of mindfulness practice is it, it doesn't, as tough as it can be, it's also very nourishing. And so you have, as you're walking this journey, you have a way to simultaneously take care of yourself and to nourish your well-being on a regular basis. And so that was a very, very important point I wanted to make, just so you understand kind of what that journey is like. This is something that's very important. This is something that can completely change the quality of your life altogether. But it does take courage. It takes courage. You have to be willing to walk that journey to yourself. And not everybody will be willing to do that. But if you want to truly, truly find peace and happiness, to to learn the ability to cultivate it on a day-to-day basis because various different things happen in our life that so many things happen that we have no control over. And so we don't know what tomorrow holds, but if we know that we've cultivated this ability, that we've developed this ability to cultivate peace and happiness in each moment of our life, that we know how to take care of ourselves, then the quality of our life will become so much greater. And so... Again, I wanted to cover three real quick uh, pointers, which I find to be the most important tips uh, that have helped me on my own journey to myself. And so the first is to be open. It's so important to approach your practice from the state of mind of being open and willing to accept whatever may come. You are going to run into things, as we talked about, that you're not going to be very comfortable with. But it's so important to be open because if you walk this journey open and then you close your heart off, you close your mind off, then nothing's going to work out. You're just going to go back to however things were before. Like I said, it's going to take courage. And the reason for that is because you're going to run into things that you're not going to be comfortable with and that you're going to have to be willing to face them openly and honestly if you want to be able to make it past certain certain particular checkpoints on this journey, so to speak. So very important. Be open. Be open and willing to accept whatever may come. Number two, follow your practice with easeful discipline and dedication. You must gain a certain level of clarity. And in order to get to this point where you can really start working through the inner dialogue, and as I mentioned earlier, in order to do that, you have to come to a certain level of practice. 
So you have to have a certain level of dedication. You can't just practice every once in a while. Whenever you sort of feel like it, you sit and you meditate, you know, once every couple of weeks or something like that. You don't have to literally do that every single day, although I would suggest doing everything that you can to create a regular daily sitting practice and do your best to work to make mindfulness uh, a, a lifestyle. But you, but even if you don't do that, even if you're just meditating, let's say a couple times a week or something like that, try to attempt to at least do that uh, instead of just meditating every couple of weeks and just kind of being mindful sometimes. That's not going to get you anywhere. You need to have a certain level of dedication in order to be able to work through these issues. You really need to take time and pay attention to this. It really takes work, but like I said, it's worth it. Now, when I say easeful discipline, okay, so you're dedicating yourself to this practice, but that word might kind of throw you off because I don't want you to imagine yourself dedicating yourself to this like you would, you know, studying night after night, hitting the books, trying to get a degree, or working day and night to build a business, or whatever that that thing you're you know, you might be working on really hard on might be. It's not that sort of work. Uh, although if you're working in an easeful way, then it is. But most often we don't, unfortunately, work that way or discipline ourselves that way. When I say easeful discipline, the Buddha made sure to emphasize that the way in which you follow this path, the spiritual path, the mindful path, is that it has to be in an easeful way. There has to be a sort of easefulness to the way that you follow this path. So, of course, it's not always going to be easy, but you can't walk this path as if you're grinding your, you know, as if you're grinding your your feet against the ground, as if you're sloshing yourself through the mud. There has to be a sort of joyfulness. There has to be a sort of easefulness to this path. As you're walking this path, of course, you should be taking care of yourself. You know, you're you're not walking this path and and again, if you imagine somebody building a business or or working on uh, studying, those are usually really good examples because they're they tend to be times when people don't take care of themselves all that well. Well, you're working on something so so heavily that you begin to avoid sleep, you don't eat that well, you don't exercise, you don't take care of yourself at all. Maybe you even shut yourself off from some people uh, around you in your life. All these different things that negatively impact your health. That is not what the, the path, this journey to yourself should look like. This journey to yourself should be filled with joyful moments, with peaceful moments, with this sense of easefulness, not this sense of grinding, not this sense of pushing and pulling. It should be, it should have this overall sense of easefulness. If something happens that's difficult to take, you you take a step back, you and you you take a moment to really take care of yourself and find out what's happening within me, what's arising follow your mindful breathing or whatever practice that allows you to calm. You could do a tea meditation, go out for a mindful walk. And if you go through, if something difficult happens in your life, you lose a loved one or you have a major setback, take time and just sort of turn inwards, especially more, even more 
than you would on a regular basis and attend to these feelings. Attend to what's going on within you and be with yourself even more than you usually are. There really needs to be this sort of sense of taking care of yourself and there also really needs to be this sort of sense of nourishing yourself and finding joy in your practice on a regular basis. So that's so, so important. That's very important if you want to get to the point where you can really start working through this inner dialogue and following along the path because if you find that you're sort of grinding and pushing and pulling through this, you're not going to last very long, really in anything. So that's so important. So follow your practice with easeful discipline and dedication. Number three, be kind to yourself through the process. No longer being your enemy breaking yourself down with this destructive dialogue, but being compassionate, kind, and loving with yourself. That's so, so important. Becoming your own best friend is not just in learning about ourselves intimately, but also in learning to treat ourselves differently. So remember, we got to this point because we have not been taking care of of ourselves because we've been our own worst enemy. And so it's not just in learning about ourselves intimately and becoming our own best friends. It's also about learning how to treat ourselves differently moving forward. So you're learning to be a friend, someone who is kind and loving and supportive. Imagine a good friend. Maybe you have somebody like this in your life. Maybe you don't. But in any case, imagine, try to picture someone like this that's, that's kind loving, it's compassionate, it's supportive, as opposed to being critical and harmful. Okay, and imagine that you are that friend to yourself. First and foremost, whether you have somebody like that in your life, you should always be that to yourself. First and foremost, before anybody else's, you should be kind, loving, supportive, and compassionate with yourself. So be kind with yourself throughout the process. Like I said, also, it's never going to, it's not always going to be easy, and when it's not, it's, it becomes especially important to be kind and loving with yourself. So, so important. Be kind to yourself through the process. So be open, follow your practice with easeful discipline and dedication, and be kind to yourself through the practice. This practice or this, this process of making friends with yourself, this journey to yourself that we all walk when we decide to dedicate ourselves really to any spiritual practice of any kind, but especially one which is about shining a light on our life and on our internal world, on our mind and in our hearts. So especially the practice, the path of mindfulness, it's, it's about making friends with ourselves and walking this journey to yourself it is, it's worth it. It's difficult. There's times where it's so enjoyable. There's times where you'll find more joy in your practice than you will anything else. There's also other times, though, where it is, it's difficult, where it's tough, where we're forced to face something that we don't like very much. But if you work to get past it, if you dedicate yourself to following this easeful discipline, dedicate yourself to the practice of mindfulness, and you get to know yourself in the ways that we talked about in this episode, in this talk, then you can bring yourself to a point where this challenge that was once so difficult for you to deal with becomes so much easier. You completely change. Ultimately, you're changing your relationship with these various different challenges within you. Adversity 
and this is something that I talk about in this moment, adversity is not something that's optional. This is not something that you're ever going to be able to get away from. Adversity is a part of life. But the pain and suffering you feel as a result of it, that is optional. That is something that, and not optional as in you can turn it off and not have to deal with it anymore right away, but something that, as in with practice, with practice, you can learn to change your relationship with this adversity. And instead of feeling this pain and the suffering as a result of it, you can move through this challenge, this adversity, skillfully and easefully. So I hope this talk, I hope this episode has helped you see more clearly what the path to yourself, to making friends with yourself, to becoming your own best friend, to walking that path with mindfulness looks like having a little bit greater clarity and ultimately on how to better walk that path because it's sometimes very nice and very peaceful and very easy and sometimes and this is great because it's when we're working through something really big and we can feel the great sense of liberation afterwards but when we're working through something really difficult that becomes uh, knowing how to walk through it becomes so much more important or so important so again i hope what we talked about today helps you and this is something that this is a journey that i've been on for years and it's something that you don't know if it ever if it ever ends this journey to yourself but i can tell you that it's a delight it absolutely is to learn about yourself intimately to get to know yourself and to become your own best friend to learn how to take care of yourself to really learn how to to handle the things that 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 you go through when something ha- happens you know how to take care of yourself and when something's good when something happens and there is a moment to rejoice, you know how to make the most of it. You know how to find the greatest joy in it. And you also learn how to find joy and peace and happiness in so many different things that you were never able to find joy and peace and happiness from. So really, there's so many different, I could go on and on. There's so many different positive things that happen as a result of this practice. But again, it's not always easy. And to know how to walk this path a little bit more skillfully, uh, I thought might be of great help to you. Okay, I hope that you enjoyed today's talk, today's episode. It was a, again, a subject that tends to be really popular. It's something that uh, I had a lot of fun talking about because it's very close to my heart. It's, it's, potentially the most important aspect of of mindfulness practice and really ultimately really what mindfulness practice is about uh in a lot of ways what spiritual practice is about at least uh at the the beginning and and intermediate levels so i hope you found a lot of value from it and uh, if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to uh subscribe to the podcast so you get future uh, episodes sent straight to iTunes or wherever you choose to listen to the uh, the podcast. And uh, if you'd like to get more, you can head to buddhaimonia.com. That's the word Buddha and the letters I-M-O-N 
ia.com and uh, you can read the blog you can get the podcast show notes uh, various books and other resources that I offer there and uh, you can sign up to the weekly newsletter at mbudaimonia.com forward slash newsletter and also if you'd like to support the podcast you can go to mbudaimonia.com forward slash support and uh, your donations will help pay for the time and money I put into the podcast and allow me to continue bringing you great content each week and again that's buddhaimania.com forward slash support and uh, one more time before we end I wanted to mention that my book this moment is coming out soon and so if you'd like to get more information you can go to thismomentbook.com and sign up there and you will get all new information as it's available and as I said there's going to be uh, a couple of surprises coming up to the release of the book, which is going to come up really fast, the 29th. And so we are just, uh, you know, what, what is that, 17, 17 days away, I guess that is. So, wow, yeah, that's going to be really quick, really fast. Uh, I'm really, really excited to bring the book to you. And as I mentioned in the beginning, the message of the book is something that, you know, I don't consider this book my book. This is a, this is a book that I made for you that I made for everyone. And so, and this is, this book is my story. This book is your story. This book is, it's, it's about our life. It's about this path that we walk very much this journey to yourself that we walk and about what is the, what is it that we want out of our life and how do we get it? Ultimately, what is it that all of us are trying to work towards and the ways that that manifests, the ways that that looks and ultimately how do we how do we move more skillfully, more easefully throughout our life and find greater peace and happiness? So again, if you want to check that out, go to thismomentbook.com. And thank you again for listening to this week's podcast. And this week's verse for everyday life is breathe. In, out, deep, slow. Calm, ease, smile, release, present moment, wonderful moment. Make sure to check out this week's guided meditation, a mindful welcome. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode as well, and I will see you next week. Peace. Peace.